ready to lead somebody, you will have some credibility through the things you have suffered. Am I preaching to somebody in here? I let you suffer. I let you cry. I let you learn how to scrape and scrip and save and do without and make it without this and make it without that and make it without the other. It never meant that I wasn't going to bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. How's everyone doing tonight? Uh, this is Word of God Presents Gratitude Unfiltered, as a matter of fact, and we're being broadcast live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Network. Um, want to give a shout out really quick to Word of God Church in Oklahoma City, Yazoo City, My Brother's Keeper. What's up, everybody? Uh, good to see you. A little bit different background this time because I'm in a different location. <laughs> so, I, um, I, first things first, I'm just going to be very, very straight up with you. Um, you know, I went back and forth, uh, you know, about what I wanted to talk about. You know, I finished the, the power of vision series that I was doing and I did a unity thing on Thursday and took Friday, Thursday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, I took off and, you know, I really was asking God, what do you wanted me to speak about? And, um, then all of a sudden I started thinking about the eagle and you know, there's a Miles Monroe did a sermon about the, the principles, the seven principles of an eagle and what an eagle represented it. And I would, that's what I was intending to do today. I was going to talk about the eagle. In fact, I have it right in front of me to go and, and do this, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not in the headspace to do it. Let's <laughs> just be straight up. Like I'm not in the headspace right now to um, to do some presentation and talk about use someone else's words and my own words and teach it. I'm not. Um, the truth is that right before a couple hours before we went to broadcast, I had a little conflict, and in that conflict, I got my feelings hurt really bad, and I'm upset and I'm kind of angry. Uh, <laughs> And, and I'm doing my best and praying and getting ready and went to work out again, trying to clear my head and I'm still hurt and I'm, and I'm still kind of angry. And, and so like, I'm trying to get in my heart, getting out of my head to get into my heart to do this. But the only heart space I can find is just to be authentic and, and to say that I'm not mentally there to be able to give some powerhouse sermon or to go over and teach principles of an eagle. And I'm, I'm just not there right now. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with that. And, and I'm in, and, and, and what I, I keep going back to this. <laughs> the enemy uses anything and everything he can, or it can, because I think he's a hermaphrodite. I don't even know the, 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 the Lucifer statue, he's a hermaphrodite. So calling the devil a he, I don't even know. It's an it, it's a thing, it's a disgusting piece of trash. And honestly, the devil sometimes tries to wreck a good thing or to interfere or to distract us and keep us from being, you know, who we're supposed to be. And if he can distract us from our purpose, he wins. So yeah, I, I got news for you, devil. You can kiss my white butt. Um, you're not gonna win. And uh, you're not going to get in my head either because I know what you like to do in my head and you're not going to win. But I'm not going to sit here and act like everything is hunky-dory and everything's happy right now because it's not. And so one of the things that uh, I, I could sit here and talk about how the devil's trying to distract from, from what's going on in my life and all of that good stuff, because there's a lot of amazing things happening. So what I'm going to do in the spirit of knowing that this attack that I'm dealing with mentally in the spirit of that and understanding what that is, I'm going to do the one thing that I know to do, and that's praise Jesus. I'm going to praise Jesus. I'm going to thank God for everything he's done for me. I'm going to thank God that he has pulled me out of every storm imaginable. I'm going to thank God for taking <laughs> what was a wreck of my life and giving it purpose and giving it meaning and knowing that even with this mental attack that is happening right now as we speak, that the devil has no power and no authority on me. 
or any of us watching right now. You can't get, you cannot, you're not taking over my heart. You're not going to take over my mind. So I know what you're up to, devil. So I'm going to praise Jesus anyway, because I know that the outcome is guaranteed. And devil, you have no real power on me. You have, you have no real power over me. And I command you to leave my brain now. Boy, I bet that looked a little psychotic on air just now. Anyway, I'm your host, <laughs> Joshua T. Berglund. And this is Word of God Presents Gratitude Unfiltered. A lot of you that have seen me broadcast, a lot of you that have watched uh, uh, Gratitude Unfiltered over the years know that its origin was about basically putting a spotlight on my shadow world because I know that the, the enemy doesn't like the light. And right now, the enemy is running to pull me into darkness and keep me from doing what God called me to do, but I'm not going to let the devil win. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to broadcast. Thank you for giving me the power of my voice and my words. The words have power, and the devil has no authority and no power on my life or anyone that's watching or listening right now. I have nothing prepared, Lord, so I'm asking that your spirit the Holy Spirit flows through me and speaks through me and gives me the words that I need to say, that I need to say, that people need to hear. Use me as an example of how powerful it is to put a spotlight on your shadow world, to put a spotlight on the darkness. Show the power of truth, show the power of confession, show the power of just talking about it instead of hiding things, instead of like pretending everything's okay. Just choose the power of just sometimes it's okay not to be okay. Use the power of truth in a supernatural way today, Father. Speak through me, flow through me, and use this, use this message as a message that not only heals my heart, but eliminates the enemy. I love you, Lord. I surrender this whole broadcast to you. Any anything that would be embarrassing or humiliation, I, I just I, pfft, it, it doesn't matter. I surrender this all to you, Lord. Speak through me. Use me, use all of me, in Jesus' name, amen. I have a feeling that this has probably not been done in church before, but that's okay. I, I, I don't mind um, doing things a little bit different and sometimes just showing a real side of humanity. I, I, you know, I thought for a long time that I had been delivered from a lot of the mental health issues that uh, I was afflicted with and you know, I thought I'd set it free and It was a little naive of me to think that considering that You know, I'd been pretty much in a cocoon and I've talked about this and As much as I've been able to take authority and be able to work through and fight and and and, and resist Some of these enemy attacks the fact is that you know, they still happen and they have a particular way that they like to try to shut me down and and to keep my brain from functioning and being able to see clearly. It's ironic because my spiritual gift is vision and it's vision um, that has been able to keep me focused and keep me on the path that I'm on and the path that God's called me to be on. And it's no different now. You know, and, and part of the vision that, that I have and part of my purpose is being willing to put a spotlight on my shadow world or what would normally go and be put into a shadow world. And, and I'm not going to allow that. But I also don't want to disrespect Word of God ministry and, and any of my brothers and sisters at My Brother's Keeper or anyone that loves and cares about me to come on Gratitude Unfiltered and pretend and do something that, that is inauthentic. I refuse to do anything that's in, in, that's inauthentic in nature because I will not disrespect my Lord and Savior that way. And I honestly think with everything in me, I believe that when we come up and those of us that are given the opportunity to you know, speak, to present in front of the ministry or anything like that, you know, I, I feel like we have a responsibility to be honest about where we're at. And when our heart hurts, we need to let, our know, let it know that our heart hurts. You know, and at the same time, I know everything will be okay. It's just that this the timing of this was to distract me 
and to keep me. I, I mean, I didn't want to broadcast. That's the reality. I didn't want to broadcast. I didn't want to come in here and do the work. I didn't want to embarrass anybody. I didn't want to embarrass myself. But the truth is, I know that if I didn't broadcast and if I didn't put a spotlight on the fact that my heart hurts right now, then you know what? The devil wins. And I refuse to let the devil win. You know, us sharing our heart and being expressive of what is going on with us is one of the most empowering things that we can do. One, it just sets us free and it keeps that burden because by talking about this, again, as I work through this mentally in my head, as I work through this, like I know that God is going to take the light and gradually phase out the enemy because that's how it works. Like when we put a light on what where, where darkness is or where our shadow is or any of that stuff, when we put the light there, Jesus is light. It has this way of healing. And it has this way of cleansing ourselves. This is why we confess. This is why we repent. It's no different. I don't need to repent for having my feelings hurt. I shouldn't have gotten caught up in my feelings in the first place. But life happens sometimes. And the only way I know how to deal with things is to talk about it and to share about it. You know... I am so grateful. I am so grateful for all that God has done in my life. To be able to have the opportunity to broadcast, to have a nonprofit that is now broadcasting uh, Word of God Church uh, on Apple TV and Roku and Amazon and you know and all of that stuff. To have that opportunity to be a part of that means something. It was two and a half years ago that I started a talk show on my phone with a vision of what could be. But you know, before all of that, my life was an absolute wreck. I'd wasted every opportunity that God had given me, every opportunity. I was born with about every privilege you can imagine. Now, mind you, I didn't ask to be molested. I didn't ask to be abused. I didn't ask for my sisters to disappear. I didn't ask for any of that stuff. I didn't. But in a way I did kind of ask for, in a way I did kind of ask for the trouble that I had, uh, that I, I, I walked into because I didn't speak up. I didn't share what was happening to me. I didn't share the pain and the hurt that I was going through as a child. And I let that sit inside and I let it poison my soul and poison my spirit. And the only refuge was drugs, alcohol, sex, and everything else you can imagine. And I wrecked my life to the point that like going to jail one time wasn't enough to wake me up. It took six times to finally wake up and realize that God had something very, very important for me to do. And the thing is, so many of us, we're, we, 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 we take these hurts that we have of our past, whether they're self-inflicted or not, we take those things and we hide them and we allow it to uh, allow it to sit in our heart and poison our spirit and poison poison our soul to the point that when we when we, we when we think we don't think clearly we think with a poisoned heart we don't think with a pure heart we think we, we have this these blockages and this anger and these resentments and this and the and the and the secrets and the lies and all of these things that just start to cover our spirit with yuck. And we never see the light of who we're supposed to be. It's the light that reveals who we are called to be. But the more resentment, the more anger, the more that we hide, the more that we suppress, the, the more that, 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 that we're limited from being who we were created to be. I've learned so much in the power of confession and the power of truth and just being willing to put a spotlight on the areas of my life that I had hid for so long. And like, even though this is not a real, this is not a sermon, this is not a message, I don't even know if this is a real show, I'm just talking. 
But I know that if I don't put a spotlight, if I don't put the light on this dark feeling that is trying to hover over me, and those of you that have you know, the mental health issues and you understand what I mean when you feel like that dark cloud is starting to droop all over you and you feel that shadow person start to come at you and start to cover you and weigh you down and try to hold you down and get you locked in to this place that you can't move and you can't breathe and you can't think. That is a scary, scary place to be for someone like me because that's where the enemy takes over and takes hold and there is no breaking free. The greatest habit I know is to talk about it. The one thing I know that the enemy does not love is the light. The enemy hates the light because it's in the light. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, help me here. It's in the light that the devil's tricks that he uses to hurt us, to bury us, to the devil's tricks that make us go back into our grave, the graves that Jesus delivered us from, it's the light that basically takes those same tricks and uses them against the enemy. Everything that the devil has tried to destroy us with, we get to use as revenge on the enemy. One of my favorite things that I've heard Graham Cook say over the years um, and, and listening to some of his teachings he, he talks about how when we experience like a, a trauma, when we experience an attack, when we see a giant that we have to face, an obstacle, a hurdle, a, what we think is a setback, when we see that and we have it, we get to be excited. We get to be excited when there's something that bad happens. So like technically... Like this thing that had happened earlier, like I get to look at it with excitement, even though I'm having a hard time doing it right now. I get to know, and I know in my heart that the outcome is guaranteed. I know that God will use this, that God will use what happened for his glory, for my good. It will be used as revenge on the enemy. And it, and it's true. I know it's true because I can look back and I think this is one of the most important reasons why we should keep a journal, not just, a you know, writing our gratitude and what we're thankful for or writing out our visions. But when we keep a journal, we can look back at it and see just what God has brought us through. I mean, how many of you are that are watching right now? And I raise your hands wherever you're at. Like, I can't see you right now. So, but raise your hands wherever you're at. How many of you like feel like, like, like when you're in your feelings and you're going, gosh, man, I've been at this. I've been obedient. I've been doing everything that God's called me to do, but I don't feel like I'm making any progress. And you know what? I feel like that too sometimes, but I went back. And I love, this is one of the things that I love about social media is that it will, you know, show you things from a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And I see these old videos pop up and hearing what I'm talking about, or I look at old episodes of Gratitude Unfiltered and I'm thinking, golly, I mean, I remember when I didn't have a microphone. I mean, this is little things, right? And then now I have a lighting and then I have a good camera. Like I didn't have those things before. And like, you can look at that as progress, but then also thinking, about what God has done with the vision he gave me. And when we keep notes, we can look back and go, wow, this is what God has done in our, my life. And you know what? For that, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Like sometimes, I, I mean, our feelings, they have an expression. When you do emotional intelligence training, they have this, this, this expression. And it's called bleep your feelings. The bleep is an expletive right before that. Bleep your feelings. And you know what? It's true. Because your feelings lie to you. Your feelings are not always reality. Sometimes we get we perceive something, you know, we we get an attack or 
or we get let down or somebody maybe you know they 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 say something to us that that hurts our feelings or bothers us or they lie about us and we internalize that or maybe they even attack us and we internalize that and we take it personal all the while it's not even really about us it has nothing to do with us hey man what's going on I don't think they like it that I'm broadcasting in here, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> our feelings lie to us. And, and, but at the same time, we're human. And this is one of those things that I'm, you know, I'm working to get over and to quit taking things so personal and the, the, to take things on that allows it to weigh me down, especially when I know it's the enemy jacking with me trying to mess with me trying to distract me trying to get me off my game because you see and i've talked about this before when we were doing the power of the vision series all the enemy has to do is distract you it could be with something good or it can be with a fight it can be with an attack that's all it is and you see if i didn't broadcast i didn't come on here and i just played some replay i'm letting the enemy win where is it in your life? Where is it in your life that the enemy attacks you? How can you use the devil's own tricks against him? What can you do? Is it confessing? Is it sharing your heart with someone? <laughs> is it doing a Facebook Live <laughs> talking about your what's going on with you? Tell me. So that was new. <laughs> I'm trying to distract myself and make myself laugh so I can be in a good mood. Jesus has done so much in my life, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because God gets all of the glory. And, you know, every attack, every failure, every letdown, every disappointment, has all been proven to be by design or has been proved that God was going to be able to use it for something good. Like it's always, he's always shown up to go, yeah, you know what? I know you were disappointed there, but this is why. Because sometimes God protects us from ourself. Sometimes God protects us from, 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 from our own lack of maturity. Like think about on my journey, like when I first gave my life to Christ, you know, and I thought, okay, well, now my heart's healed and my life's changed. I'm doing good. Why am I not succeeding? Like I was going off and trying to do all these big things. And every time right at the finish line, I failed. I failed. And you know what? I'm so thankful that I failed or it didn't work out, or maybe that I got cut out of the business deal, or whatever it may be. Because now, in the current place that I'm at, with my relationship with God, with being more mature, and again, I have a lot to, of work to do, but in that maturity, I, I, I've now been given more responsibility. And, and with that responsibility, we get to be a good steward of that responsibility. But also, I, I've had to show God that he could trust me with little things, little things, little test of faith, little, little bits of money, opportunity, then responsibility with somebody's children, and then responsibility with somebody's heart, then the responsibility to mentor and to be a leader and to run a business again. And you see, like, if we can prove to God that he can trust us with little things, he will give us the big things. But those of you that are in your walk and you're on your journey with Jesus, your, your walk with the Lord, like when, you when you're in that journey and you're frustrated that things are not happening for you, honest to God, ask yourself, am I being a good steward of what I've been blessed with? Am I 
being a good leader? Am I leading my household? Am I being a good leader in my business? Am I playing the role that I've been called to play? Another thing to look at, those of you that wonder why it's not happening for you, I will tell you that the very thing that made me go back to Oklahoma, when I didn't want to go back to Oklahoma, and I've talked about this before, but there's a lot of new people that are watching right now. I was in LA and things were happening for me. And things were happening, but they weren't happening <laughs> like the way that they needed to happen for me to be able to keep a roof over my head. But like things were starting to get stirred up and things were getting better. But I heard somebody say, if you do not heal all of the wounds of your past, you will never step into all that God has for you. You will never be able to receive everything that God has available for you. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I knew that I had to go back to Oklahoma because I had wounds there that I had ignored. I had wounds there that I'd, I'd, I'd tried to hide and stuff these and like, God, I will go anywhere in the world you want me to go to serve you anywhere but Oklahoma. But when I heard those words that you have, you have to heal all of the wounds of your past, when I heard those words, I knew that I had to go back home. What is it in your life that you know that you need to heal, that you've been avoiding? How many of you are stuck? You're stuck in a place that like you're, you, you serve the Lord, you love the Lord, you worship, you're in your Bible every day. But like you're not making progress. You're not seeing the fruits. You're not seeing the, 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 you know, the, the progress towards your vision. Is there something you need to heal? Is there something that, is there something that you need to let go of? Is there something that, is there, is there someone that you need to forgive? Is there a secret that you need to, to, to release? You know, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I'm just talking and this is what happens when you just put a microphone in front of my face and I have nothing planned to say. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. A couple weeks ago, no, last week, last week I had somebody reach out to me. This man is a mighty man of God, a mighty man of God. One of the most highly gifted men I've ever met in my life. His spiritual gifts are in vision and his gift of prophecy is something unlike I've ever seen. I've never seen a man love the Lord more. But he's in his 50s and he has been harboring a secret all his life in the church, in his marriage, in everything. He's been hiding a secret. And that secret has been destroying him. He's been hiding the shame, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's been hiding the shame of A, being molested by men, and then number two, his feelings that have come out of that, and the images in his head, the desires, and things like that. And his business has struggled, every relationship he's been in has struggled, he's had self-hatred, self-shame, and he's been in hiding all his life. And this is a man that loves the Lord as much as anyone I've ever met. But this one secret has wrecked his life. His wife left him because he's not being true to himself. He's not honest. He's not confessing. He's not letting the truth out. Therefore, there's no way for God to ever heal him. Because when we hide the truth, I mean, God knows the truth, but when we hide it, we don't confess it, we don't repent from it, it poisons us. 
and it wounds us, it keeps us wounded, it keeps us hurt. But because of this family dynamic and the shame around that and not exposing this, this struggle that he has, it's poisoned him. He's shamed himself. He's hated himself. And this is a man that loves God with all his heart. He serves the Lord Jesus Christ every day. And he's living with this secret. He confessed a secret to me. And I'm going to tell you something. I know that there's other people that are watching right now that have the same secrets. And some of you know I know. You're destroying the path that God has laid out for you. The reason I'm so grateful, I am so grateful that Jesus healed me, first of all, but I'm grateful that I've been able to say that I contracted HIV. I'm grateful that I battled with my sexuality for most of my life. I'm grateful for that because I get to be a living testimony of what Jesus did in my life. I also get to be a mouthpiece for those that suffer in silence. That doesn't make me special. I'm only doing what God called me to do. I'm only using everything that the enemy has tried to destroy me with for God's glory. <laughs> everything the enemy attacks me with, I will use and shove right back down his throat. I know who I am in Christ. I know my identity in Christ. And I know that God loves me. Regardless of what I've done. But see, God can't use anything until you give it to him. And it starts with being honest. We have to set our secrets free. And since he's done that, since my friend confessed that, he started having breakthroughs. It broke his heart. He wept like a baby, confessing. His heart was broken. But as T.D. Jake says, the blessing is in the breaking. Every time you felt broken, every time, you felt like your heart broke. Somebody broke your spirit. They broke your trust. They betrayed you. They cheated on you. They beat you. They lied to you. It all gets to be a blessing. And the way you make it a blessing is that you take that hurt, use your confession, use your testimony in a way that other people get to set their truth free. And little by little, all of those things that were hurting you get to become the thing that makes you stronger and gets to be the thing that blesses your life the most. I am blessed because I have HIV. I'm healed, but I am blessed for it. I am blessed for having been in jail six times. I am blessed for being bankrupt twice. I am blessed for being homeless. I am blessed for all of my mistakes. Why? Not that what those things were did were good, but by confessing it and by being honest about it, by putting a light on it, Jesus gets to use it. It gives even greater meaning to why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Even, even in bad days, even when life hurts sometimes, even when our heart hurts sometimes, God is still good. Even when there's traumas and, and, and pain and senseless murders and senseless rioting 
God is still good. And the glory of God is that even like he he even like he will make something good come out of the riots. He will make something good come out of the senseless murders of innocent men or women. God will use it all. But you see, it's up to us. We are his messengers. And if we are the, the one, like we can throw the Bible at people all day long and it's not going to have half the effect as your testimony. Because your testimony is the ultimate form of the gospel. Glorifying Jesus, yes, comes in your praise. Yes, and comes in your worship. Yes, comes in your, your in spending time with him. But nothing glorifies the Lord more than your testimony. And your testimony is truth. What is it that you can let go of? What area of your life do you need to take the time to heal? Because if you don't heal those wounds, everything you do is running in quicksand. Or you're chasing your tail. You're circling around the desert. Because here's the thing. If you don't heal all of the wounds, when you level up, you won't be able to handle what comes with it. New levels bring new devils. We just signed a contract three days ago to direct, produce, market, and distribute a film called Meeting Jesus in LA. That is a new level for me. It's a new level. And you know what? And the new devils have come with it. But I refuse to let the devil take a foothold in my brain, in my heart, and so on. But you see, I would have never been able to get to this place going from not knowing where I was going to live not knowing how it was going to even put food in my in my belly chasing after a dream that in a, in a vision that I was given not knowing how in the world it was going to come together but you see I was running in quicksand circling the mountain, chasing my tail, all of that stuff when I, when I hadn't done the healing. I hadn't done the work to heal. I was still trying to do it my way instead of surrendering and trusting what God had called me to do, what God had put on my heart to do. It's necessary. It's necessary to heal because if you don't heal, you'll never be able to step into the next thing. And guess what? the new devils that come with the new level, you get to learn all over again. It's starting all over. It's new things to learn. But all of the attacks and all of the obstacles, they're not bad. It's not even failure. We should be tested. How authentic is your vision? How authentic is it? You will never know until you're tested. Even I'm kind of learning that there's new levels in obedience. It's one thing when you're just worried about yourself and like just trying to take care of you and <laughs> to make sure I stay on the right path. But then what happens when you have other people in your life that you're supposed to take care of as well? Because as a man and as a leader, 
we are responsible for other people, right? I'm learning a little bit more of like, actually, I want to say this. Um, I understand more than ever why, you know, it talks in the Bible about, you know, respecting our elders, respecting, you know, our leaders. Mind you, some of our leaders out there don't really deserve much respect, but I, I get it. Like for the people that are in a position that are, you know, using their authority the right way and they're not using it to cripple man. I'm thinking of leaders like Glenn and leaders like David and Pastor Castillo and, 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 and even, you know, Mrs. Castillo and, you know, and, and Lisa and, you know, I mean, there's all of the leaders in our, in our church. I'm starting to think, you know, like the responsibility that they have because they're, they're responsible for the flock. They're there. Your well-being and my brother's keeper, keeping a roof over their head and, you know, thinking about the pressure that must have been on pastor when, when this crisis hit. Because, you know, it's not about, I know he wasn't thinking like, oh, what about me? He, he was thinking about the flock. How are we going to keep a roof over everyone's head? I'm responsible for them. I get to take care of them. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of testing. It's a lot of, I'm sure, I can only imagine the levels of attacks that, that the pastor went through. Maybe still is going through with it. The responsibility to keep the congregation safe. How do I inspire hope while also wanting people to see the reality of what this is and what's next and what's coming? What a responsibility. Like, I'm fortunate to not have that kind of responsibility. I do everything digitally, and I get to, for the most part, I mean, now I'm actually on the phone a lot more, which is weird, and I'm having to learn how to manage different personalities and different relationships, and it's, it's different for me because I'm out of my cocoon now. And I'm responsible for other people. And you know what? I don't always do that great of a job. I'm learning. I, I, I'm learning things that I've never learned before. And, and it's kind of awesome. Doesn't mean it's not exhausting. Doesn't mean it's not challenging. But I'll tell you something. And I hope it's okay that I'm just sitting here having a conversation with you. I'm sure some of you came to hear the word of God and hear church and all that stuff. And I'm not delivering that right now, but you know what? I'm going to talk about this anyway, because in the end, I think it's an honest conversation that needs to be had. I found that in this, in this process of starting a nonprofit and, and building and God and the Lord has blessed this nonprofit in ways that I I'm I'm shocked. Like I know God is amazing and God is so good and God is great. But like when it finally comes together and it clicks, and then all of a sudden it's like phew, takes off. And you're like, oh wow. Because this whole time it's like, man, I'm in the trenches digging, I'm fighting, I'm 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 fighting for my life. And then all of a sudden, like you start to walk in obedience and a little bit more, a little bit more, you get stronger, more mature. And you start to, and now that the, now the way I see it is that as you show God that you mature and that you can be a good steward of what you're blessed with, and he can give you more responsibility. Like you start to see all this and like, wow. And then all of a sudden you go from like zero or what feels like crawling to rocket ship. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. Like, it's so exciting. Like, just strap in, folks. Here we go. But that's God. And it's amazing. But I've also realized that, you know, 
one of the things that we get to learn, and I'm, I don't know if anyone can relate to this that's listening right now or watching right now, but one of the things that I'm also learning is we're forced to, when we are living in our purpose and, and being obedient to God, not only is there a season for everything, but sometimes we have to make sacrifices that we didn't really plan on making. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would take a hiatus uh, from gratitude unfiltered. But for me to focus and do what God has called me to do and, and to step into another level of why I was created and what he put me here to do, there's has to be sacrifices to make because the amount of work that goes into do a gratitude unfiltered six days a week is, well, I mean, it's, it's about for every episode is about three hours of work every day on top of work and everything else. You have your quiet time and you, you have to have time with family, you have, to have time to rest. But now that we've taken on this project, it's going to require more of my attention. And I refuse to come on and do gratitude unfiltered and do it half butt, like, you know, do it just kind of half heartedly. Like, I don't believe in that because I believe in that anything that God has blessed us with, we're we're to not just be a good steward of, but if we've been given a duty, we're to do our duty in excellence. So whatever your role is, even if, if like if it's at my brother's keeper and you have cleaning duties or 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 our job, if it's being a secretary or whatever it may be, like if that's what we've been assigned to do, we do it in excellence. And I could feel with taking all of these extra things on and releasing. We just, um, we've launched a Spanish talk show, um, on the live model worldwide channel. We've got a, another, actually there's multiple shows that are coming on the network. Word of God's there. Breaking bread is going to be added to it. Like we have all this stuff going on. And I'm also finding as much as I love gratitude unfiltered, this being able to serve because gratitude unfiltered is like therapy for me. You know, I, I hope that it has an impact on other people. But in the end, the ministry I'm called to is building, igniting, and developing, and broadcasting, and distributing other ministries from around the world. Elevating other people. Everybody gets to win. So I'm taking a break from Gratitude Unfiltered. I'll still do Saturday night, but I'm taking a break. And, but I need to do that to make sure that I maintain doing things in excellence, doing it the way that God would be proud of. So I have a guest coat, like a guest host coming on and taking over gratitude unfiltered for a week, maybe two weeks. Sometimes we get to set things aside to focus on the things that God wants us to focus on. I don't even know if that made sense. Let me see what you guys are saying here. Um, my job, like, man, I can't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Cooking dinner. Oh, you guys are chatting amongst yourselves. Hello. God bless you, Keith. Good to see you. Why am I not? Here we go. There you go, Keith. <laughs> God bless you, man. So anyway, look, I don't have... Like I said, I didn't really have a sermon and I didn't want to be inauthentic about what was going on. Um, but I wanted to talk this out. And you know what? I can't really tell you that I feel great. My heart hurts that I didn't deliver a sermon that I wanted to deliver. But... I didn't want to fake it. I didn't want to disrespect God that way. I didn't want to disrespect you guys. God gives all of us these gifts. And the more we and the the more our relationship develops with the Lord, like the more we get to know the Lord and 
and we start to, you know, the more we start to understand what God wants from us and, and how God wants to use us. And we own that. Like we get to take ownership of what God's called us to do. Like we get to be the vessel and we are servants to the Lord, but like we have some say in how much we're willing to surrender to him and how much we will let ourselves be used by him. I swear to you, one of the most powerful prayers that I think you can say is Father God, use all of me for your purposes. Use all of me. And I pray that I didn't respect this ministry by not having something prepared. And I didn't throw Bible verses at anybody because you know what? I don't have Bible verses memorized. You know, I'm not an encyclopedia of the Bible like Glenn, <laughs> which it's amazing how much of the Bible he knows. Wow. Um, like, I don't ever want to disrespect that, but it would be more disrespectful for me to show up and try to pretend that I'm full of Holy Ghost fire right now and I'm going to start <laughs> like healing people through the computer screen. But the other thing is, if we don't share what's on our heart, how are we ever going to, how will people know what's going on? How will anyone ever really know to reach out and say, I love you. I'm here for you if you need to talk. I swear to you, half of my mental health issues came from just the secrets I kept. You think about what anxiety is. Basically made up fear in my head. Made up stories that I created. Created my own ridiculous perceptions of, of what I thought the reality was. And I noticed that the more I've keep, I would keep things a secret, the, the more twisted it would get in my brain and the more the devil would use it to attack me with. And the more I would shame myself, the more I would try to hurt myself. That's not right. Secrets. The other thing too is our behavior when we think that no one's watching. Hopefully by now we figured out that everyone's watching. God's watching, but you can't go anywhere without a camera catching you do something. Like even if it's picking your nose or scratching your butt too long. Like there's cameras everywhere. There's no, there's no secrets. And everything gets exposed. It's just better when you expose it yourself. You take the power away from it. You remove other people's bullets. It's just easier to confess. Some of you deal with real demons, like real demons. But some of them, some of you give those demons more power because you keep them in the dark. Demons are like fungus, scarier than fungus, but <laughs> fungus grows bigger in the dark. Your demons want to keep you in the shadow world. Your demons want to keep you in the dark because that's where they can terrorize you and make your life miserable. I won't do that. I'm not letting the enemy win. The enemy has no real power on you. It only has the power that you give it. And some of you feed it every day sneaking around, doing drugs, trying to, you know, sneak a dip in or smoke a cigarette when you're not supposed to smoke or sneak drugs in. Like, those are the things that feed your demons. Anything you do in secret, it's basically the buffet 
It's like a Ve- Las Vegas buffet, the ninety, the nine dollar buffet in Las Vegas, where you can get all you can eat: steak and shrimp. It's all demon food. Everything you do in the secret is feeding your demons. It's giving the devil more ammo to haunt you with. So, if there was any purpose to this, I don't know. I believe in you guys. My brother's keeper, men, women, I believe in you. And I'm really, really proud to say that a lot of you have stepped up because you've reached out to me and you're like, I'm ready. Some of you have stories that you want out and you're ready to, you're ready to tell them. You're ready to step into, you like you, some of you don't realize that some of your stories are going to be movies. Some of your stories are going to launch ministries. Some of your stories are going to make you best-selling authors. And you're going, well, I barely even write. Well, you know what? I can't write either, but you can talk into a phone and then you can have the phone transcribe what you said and you can turn it into a book. All of that's available. And all of it's possible. I told I, I told you from stage at Word of God Church that you guys would have there was going to be an opportunity for you guys to to step up and you know have launch ministries, launch talk shows, launch you know books and ministries. I told you all that. Well, you know what? I wasn't lying because. This ministry has that now. That's what Live Mono Worldwide is. It's what we do. Not just multimedia broadcasting, but we're developing talk shows. We're developing ministries, making movies and documentaries. We're doing that. And I'm part of your ministry. So don't you think that I'm going to want to give you a shot? I'm under the covering of Word of God Church. And Pastor Castillo is my spiritual father, and he's my mentor. Don't think for a second, just because you haven't seen me in two months, that I've forgotten about my brother's keeper and what I believe about you guys. You all are about to have an opportunity that you maybe only dreamed of. Maybe not all of you. You know, see yourself being having a ministry or a talk show. or But if you think about everything that goes with a media company, multimedia broadcasting, a network, if you think about that, think about all of the different roles that are available. Those of you that told yourselves that you would never have a job, like, yeah, the best I can do is working at a gas station. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But you see, you're a my brother's keeper in Word of God Church for a reason. Word of God Church is sacred, sacred land. It is great soil. And my brother's keeper is about to step into the new world in a big way. God is going to bless that ministry, my brother's keeper, Word of God Church, in supernatural ways. And you guys are going to be a part of something that changes the world. I'm not bragging. I'm not saying it's even for me. I'm telling you that this is going to happen. Respect your leaders at Word of God Church. Respect the pastor, respect your leaders at My Brother's Keeper, the, the men leaders, the women, female leaders, and more importantly, show respect and love and compassion for your fellow brothers and sisters there. They need you. You guys need each other, and you all have an opportunity to do something special, finish the race, finish the program. 
the cavalry is coming. And when, when I say the cavalry is coming, I'm talking about the resources that are needed to move this ministry into the next generation, the next, the new world that's coming upon us. I think the pastor, I don't, I don't want to butcher his words, but one of the things he talks about is, you know, there's going to come a time where all we have is our faith. Like money is not going to be something you can count on. It's already here. It's just not in the full form yet, but it's here. So every single one of you that are hearing my voice right now need to be focused on making sure you heal all of those wounds so you can fully step into all that God has created for you to do and all he created you to be and quit being victims of your own self-sabotage. Your obedience, it's worth being obedient. It's worth finishing the race. Your year-long stint at My Brother's Keeper is a lot easier than what it would have been had you been in federal prison still. Or... I don't know, peeping through the, the the peeping through the blinds, thinking that a helicopter is coming to get you because you're all strung out on meth. And I'm not judging because I've done it a few thousand times. I get it. Stop it. Stay focused. Stay focused. And if you can't see a vision for yourself yet, then you know what? Start asking God what you need to do, what you get to do to heal. What area of my life do I need to heal, Father? Show me. Holy Spirit, show me. Put a spotlight on that wound. I'm ready for surgery, man. <laughs> Fix me up. Heal me. Heal me. I surrender this pain to you. I surrender this to you. I surrender this insecurity. I surrendered this, this negative talk about myself to you. I am who you say I am. And help me understand. Help me understand who I am to you and what you want me for. Use me. Use all of me for your purpose. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of settling. I'm tired of believing I'm not good enough. I'm tired of the confusion. I am free because of you. And these chains that are around me are just chains I keep attaching to myself. With this negative talk, I release them. I break these chains. I surrender my heart, my soul, my mind, my body, my health, my relationships. I surrender my purpose to you. Use all of me. For your purpose, Lord. I love you. God doesn't care if you're black, white, Mexican, orange like Donald Trump. doesn't matter. God wants to use you for his purposes. And his purpose is better than yours the one that you give yourself. Jesus loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. If you surrender it to him, he will use it. And he will use it in such a mighty and powerful way. You will never, ever doubt him again. I love you guys. Um, where did this go? My brother's keeper in Word of God Church is good soil. There's people looking from all over the world. Any dollar that you give is going to go a long way. You will see it multiplied. I assure you. You sow where you want to grow. And what Word of God Church is up to is big. 
Word of God Church is doing big things in the kingdom and it is fertile soil. It's like the most ovulating soil on the planet, actually. I don't even know if that made sense. It's basically soil that's ovulating. So whatever you put into it, it's going to grow and multiply. Forgive me if that was inappropriate. I have no idea. But it's good soil. I've seen my whole life change since I've started sowing into Word of God Church. And the men and women there are warriors for Christ. They are the people that are going to be pulling other people out of hell and bringing them to light. The light of Jesus Christ. Good night.